Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GAA with me, Darren O'Sullivan. We're after round two of the GAA Championship and I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Finian Hanley and joining us remotely, Eamon McGee. Eamon, I'm getting dogs abused for my uh, GAA Hour skills challenge. Um, yours is coming out this week. Will we be expecting big things? You know the answer to that question already, Darren, but I'm delighted you're getting dogs abuse now because, you know, I get pegged as a skillful footballer and I've serious doubts after your uh, your compilation there of of skills and inverted commas. <laughs> I, I put it right the weekend. I got a very late free from outside the 45. The pressure was on. It went over and I am going to do the challenge again and hopefully put it right. And I'm delighted to say, Eamon, Finian is going to be taking part in the challenge today. Another full back, so... I'm not. I'm not inviting any forwards. <laughs> corner. You don't want to meet my bad cornerbacks out here. That's for sure. The cornerbacks. You're very selective on who you choose now, Darren. Yeah, we, ah, could, we we couldn't kick it when we were playing. Well, I certainly couldn't. So, like, I, it's tactics. Can uh, you hand pass it? <laughs> if you couldn't, fair play. I I can't wait for today because I was thinking about it on the way up, and I was there going, "Do you know what? I've never seen Finian take a shot." And then I thought about it a bit more. I've never seen him outside his own forty-five. <laughs> I was uh, I was institutionalized. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to get sick when I passed the forty-five. Oh. See how it's changed. Now you've got Oshin Mullen cornerback the passing to Borja Mohara scoring goals. Yeah, and the goalies. So look, I wouldn't be able for that. No, uh, right. I like watching it, but uh, yeah. like as Boris Joyce used to say, get it and hand pass it out. <laughs> Keep it safe. But uh, we'll we'll get back to the action anyway, because. Uh, in fairness, it was a great weekend of action. Unfortunately, um, we're going to start with the Armagh Donegal game, and uh, it I suppose it started so badly for Donegal with the goal after fifteen or sixteen seconds. But for the next twenty-one minutes, Donegal were outstanding, and I just can't understand the collapse. Um, like you would have been above. How how would you mm-hmm. explain it? Do you know when when I seen that period of dominance after the Grugan goal, and you know I was actually thinking about you because I, th- I know you get frustrated with Donegal, yeah, because they have undoubtable, undoubted potential, and I, I was just thinking, you know, th- this is a great example of what Darren's chatting about in terms of why Donegal drive people mental because it's there, it's in the locker, and I kind of can understand the class because we've seen it. The, the team that loses in the provincial final are mentally fragile. So more often than not, they go out and, the, and they lose that qualifier game where, where, you know, they're trying to bounce back. And, you know, they got the response from the Gruden goal. They pushed on and they really opened up uh, Armagh. And then Armagh just pressed up on the kicker. You know, you have to give them serious credit in terms of what they've learned and the what they've took into that Donegal game. They pressed up on the kicker. Patton struggled he got away with one Keelan Ward unbelievable save on the line and then they caught with the second one and we lost Patton and that's where Donegal just didn't have it 
to give the response back. Um, Paddy, I, I don't know, was that the right call to take Pat, Paddy off? You know, kind of true. He was going well up until mm. that. You know, true his focus off a wee bit. Um, and and there was no, as I said, there was no response from from Donegal after that, and they just totally um, totally capsized. Yeah, there was. I think it was it was actually the third point of the game, and it was a tap over for Murphy. But the actual build up to the score from a kick out from Patton out wide to a. I think it was McHugh on the run. It went kick up the line, then diagonal ball into McBrearty, who held off the full back, caught mm-hmm. into his chest, was foul. And I was watching, going, geez, that was just lovely. It was beautiful to watch. And I was there, that's what you want to see him doing. And they got to a point. Then they kind of, it was a case of we'll keep this safe now. And it went a bit more lateral. And look, we, we kind of seen what happened with Patton. But I'll go to you, Finney, and the goal after 15 or 16 seconds, we're, we're always crying out for it. Put the ball in. But it was un- it was unbelievable by um, Grugan. He's just a serious operator. Oh yeah, he, he's been one of their marquee players this year. He has for a couple of years, I mm. suppose. Even when they're struggling, chips in with points. You know, he's he's real utility player. I know he was, you know, the early stages of his career. He he came back from San Francisco and he was settling in. But like he's not massively quick, but he gets up and down the park and he's so so intelligent. And like that goal was just a tonic for the whole championship. It was a tonic for. You know, GA supporters, football supporters, you know, the nostalgic mm. 1980s lovers, uh, I'm Lump sure were, were loving it. And you know what I mean? Everyone would have loved it. It was just a lovely ball in, winning the throw in, you know, Reno O'Neill set the tone, gave Murphy a bit of a slap, you know, went up, mm. won it, fired it in. And the catch was so clean and the finish was so clean. It was it was straight off the training ground. So look, it it, it, it got the game up and going. But Tony Gall came back and scored six points then in a row, missed a goal chance. And I thought they were cruising at that stage. Yeah. And I thought, you know, Armagh had no answers for them. And I thought really after the Ulster final, Tony Gall were going to push on. And, and, and then obviously what happened with the penalty and, they just went flat and it was quite kind of sad to see them kind of just capitulate in the end you know but look the, the that that was probably one of the goals of the season if not the goal of the season then yeah. like that's what Armagh have and, and Donaghy has really pushed that I'm sure that long ball into into and, and you know O'Neill inside it was interesting the wing forward was in on the square and it was really rehearsed because oh, the was, full yeah. forward kicking it in it was it, it's great to see you know they've got a lot in their locker in fairness Yeah Grugan actually strikes me as a fellow who doesn't sweat you know, he's so cool on the ball. He just seems to be yeah. gliding around the place. His head is always up. It's like you can actually nearly see his brain working and he's just an intelligent footballer, beautiful left foot in him. But uh, it was unbelievable. And do you know what? Like the thing was, as good as Donegal were in that 20 minutes, for the first 10 minutes after the goal, like Armagh, like great, perfect start. Then they had two wides, two mm. drops short, a blocked effort and Donegal's defence was so on top and they were playing this beautiful brand of football going the other way Eamon you might be able to explain it better Um, you call it a get out of jail with Stephen Campbell's miss I think if you give him that chance a hundred times that's the only time he'll miss it um, from Sean Patton's kick out Mm -hmm. but I first of all I don't like that kick out I think it's a lazy option but to do it for the next kick out with three orange, I just couldn't understand it. And you could see McBrearty on the bench having words with him. You can understand, like, because it, it, it ruined McBrearty's game as well. Choice because, like words, you said, yeah. he started well. No, I thought it was a strange substitution anyway. I actually thought Donegal would be smarter after conceding. But, you know, next play, get a big collision, go down injured, waste a couple of minutes. Like, how how would you explain the decision making, Eamon? I just thought it was strange. I, I, th- I thought it was, sh- like, 
It's probably game awareness, yeah. you know, for for Patton in terms of he puts he knows the coverage is there and he he puts the, puts the ball first of all to or or McFadden Ferry for the first one and I think it was McCall for the second one. And now they both fumbled as well. Now you, you can argue that because if you go back to the Derry Ulster final, th- that for me was a key moment where Steve Patton puts the ball out. Steve McMenamin waits in the ball, and, and yeah. the dairy man gets in ahead, and, and Steve McMenamin probably should have got a black card. You know that that was the turning point for me. Exact same thing, and I think there's a re- collective responsibility. It's easy just to say Patton, all right. Yeah. You know, probably should have been a bit more game aware, but the touch didn't do the boys any favors at all. And you 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 would just wonder. You would just wonder. For me, it it all comes back to the training ground. You know, they've got to be slick and they've got to be doing a slick night in, night out after the after training. And it just it just didn't didn't look like they were they were slick enough. Um, and I had to laugh at the Paddy McBrady thing. You know, it was just one of them days where you, you could have cried, or but I just had to laugh at the McBrady just giving it to Patton, and it was just because yeah. I, I've seen them. Up close, doing that, and going on these wild rants and giving out and f and being, and I just it just brought a smile smile to my face now. Yeah, no. To be fair, I could understand it because it, it was, brings you back to the under twelve or under fourteen days where things aren't going well. Whip off the corner forward, and I know it was only a temporary no. sub, but he, like you said, he'd started well. He'd kicked a great score. He'd won a couple of frees. Um, it just I couldn't believe like you talked about being mentally. It just upscuttled. Donegal altogether but mm. don't want to take away from Armagh like obviously they had a we call it a rapid start they did a slow start with their shooting but some of the scores they were kicking after the, the style of play they were so direct yeah. athleticism all over the place on top of the high skill level it was you'd be looking forward to seeing him in Crow Park well you wouldn't really <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you would <laughs> easy now I nearly um, forgot no look it, 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 I suppose the thing about Armagh uh, like they stick to their principles they they've they, they have a plan that's it you know long ball how they play like they're 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 not overly defensive they you know they they've got their tactics tactics they've got their set play they, you know they really stick to their principles and as you say they missed a couple of shots but they took them on and they took the next ones on so i presume McKeever and Donaghy and 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 and, and Geezer are sitting there saying look you know we back you to do this we know you have these these shots in your locker take them on you know we know you have the long you're not we're not going to win every long ball in because there's going to be you know blanket defenses and things like that but we want you to back yourselves because we have guys with aerial ability and good hands all over the park, you know, like even Duffy can win his own battles, you know, Reno Neal can, Grugan can, Stephen Campbell's a big, mm. tough centre forward, you know, as, as as strong that's about and he can he can get up and down the park as well. So look, they they're backing what they're doing. It's working, it's refreshing for everything because like it's it, it really opens up now going to Crow Park Galway versus Armagh is gonna be gonna be a huge game because of the type of footballers mm. that are in both teams. But uh look they, they stuck to it. Even when Donegal were pulling ahead, I was sitting there going, Jesus, Donegal are gonna rampage this but Armagh just keep going. They keep doing what they what they want to do, keep letting the ball in and uh they're dangerous. They're 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 extremely dangerous and they showed they they ground Donegal down with with long ball, you know, moving the ball faster than men can get back, and 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 it works. When it works, it works really well. So, uh, unless they come up against a Derry, I'd be interested in to see Dar- Armagh against a Derry. Yeah. Uh, even Galway, if we set up defensively, you know, will those balls be coming off that came off yesterday in a, in in a more open Donegal defence? It, it, it'll be interesting to see. And will will they have something else in their locker? Will they have that running game as well? That'll be. 
Um, I'll wait and see. Yeah, well, mentally you'd have to be impressed with Armagh as well. Yes, and you mentioned Stephen Campbell. Obviously, he missed uh, the goal chance, mm. which, like we said, he'd get that 99 times over 100. But he actually had a tough start to the game. He'd been turned over a few times mm. at a wide. Mentally, he came good. Do you know, like a lot of the Armagh players did after Donegal had such a good 20 minutes. Do you know, they stuck to it, like you said, the game plan. They stuck to the principle that they're trying to go to. And Rian O'Neill, Eamon, he kicked 1-7. And I suppose a lot of the talk before the game was he wasn't scoring enough from play. Um, maybe wasn't contributing enough besides the freeze, but he was outstanding the last in. Going forward, like he has everything. Like how it's hard to think how you'd actually stop a fella like that who has such size, strength and skill. And up in Crow Park, we've seen what he did against the dubs early in the year. Um he he'll be buzzing to get back into Crow Park. He'll be buzzing, and and Ryan O'Neill. I said it after the game. For for a neutral, you you would pay nearly to go in and watch him. He's he's that type of kind of Dermot Connolly esque, yeah. um, where he's just sublime in everything he does, and the way he strikes the ball, the passes he picks out, um, and as I say, he's kind of come on the scene. Everybody's knew he's a good player, and then he's got the close attention, and that happens to every forward. Every forward has gone through that phase where they come under close attention, they go quiet, and then the really good ones then will just bust to life again. And that's Rain O'Neill has, you know, an- announced himself again. He says, "Listen, these are I've been quiet up to the up to this game throughout the Ulster Championship, and uh, he he had the confidence. He kept backing himself and backing himself, and he's uh, he's going to enjoy Crow Park the next day." Yeah, it's actually a good comparison, Dermot Connolly, because he has all the magic at- attributes to his game. But he also has that, I think he has a short fuse, which mm. I think a lot of the teams will start trying to target there because he does play on the edge and it's a great part of his game. But it'll be interesting to see what his maturity is like and how he can, does he fall for the bait? Because I'd imagine if I was a Galway defender, I'd be trying to get in his head early and frustrate him and annoy him because he does strike me as a fellow who might lash out. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's, the learn, that's the learning for him there now mm. because we, we played them in a club game in 2018, I think, semi final. And, you know, we would have been aware that, you know, he, he'll take the bait fairly handy. And sure enough, things were going against him. He, he got a red card. And I've, I've seen that in games mm. for Armagh then where you can get at him. And same, he's got, he's got to learn and t- take that on board and become because he's going to get it every day. We, yeah. He's the same as. You know, Murphy, same as Gooch, the the the, the abuse they, they would have got throughout the years, and he's he's going to get it every every game now. And if if you become hot headed, like we go back to Connolly, Connolly kind of took the bit more often than not, and mm-hmm. Rain O'Neill just can't have that weakness in his armour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, Eamon, and I think I suppose I don't know. Do Galway have a player, particularly in defence, that will? You know, we've a lot of newer players, a lot of kind of younger players or whatever it is. But like Armagh were very in 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 Donegal's faces yesterday. I know this was mentioned. Uh, like they were a bit of shouting, a bit of roaring, and and that's been kind of in their game mm. this year. Really getting in teams' faces when they do a turnover, and you know that kind of some people call it ugly or whatever it is. But like it's in the game, you know. And and if a team to to really get yourself up for the game and into it, maybe the first turnover, the first block, you yeah. might roar at your opponent or something like that. And Armagh have been doing that, and I think that's something that Galway won't have or or, or don't have in their defence. Particularly, we've a lot of really good footballers, but we don't have too many dogs mm. that will go in on Reen O'Neill and absolutely ruffle the feather, ruffle his feathers. One thing I was particularly impressed with Armagh was their fitness levels. Yeah, like like their fitness. Uh, like we we were. Um, 
on the international rules in 2011, Kieran McGinney was involved and he had us up for six weeks in the um, John Kavanagh's uh, Jiu-Jitsu gym. Yeah. And we were up every Thursday and him and John Kavanagh just beating, <laughs> beating the shite out of us. Like Eamon's brother Neil was there as well. And the training was absolutely two hours of the worst debauchery you could go through. And I know the Armada, the Kildare lads were doing it at the time. I'd be interested to see if, you know, we must ask Donnie or whoever, mm. like, could tell you the type of fitness training because they look really well conditioned. Yeah. Stefan Campbell looks in unbelievable great, shape. Yeah. The best shape he's been in in years. And, you know, they can really get up and down. And to play it the way they play, you really have to have the lungs. And, like, I'd be interested to see what sort of training they've done because, they like, heading to Crow Park now, they definitely have the artillery, they definitely have the lungs and, um, it look, and they have that bit of, that bit of spark is there as well, you know. They seem to have um, the squad as well at the moment. Like, you know, they've good subs coming off the bench and Donaghy actually name-checked three or four lads from the mm. defence who weren't in contention for the weekend and maybe or maybe not available in a couple of weeks' time. So the strength of the squad is very impressive by the men as well at the moment. And, Eamon, like, they're going into Crow Park against Galway. Like, the momentum that they will have built up now, obviously, they've beaten Tyrone, now they've beaten Donegal. Like this, this has been the argument about teams going through the qualifiers, the momentum and the confidence they build up. Whereas, right, Galway won a Connacht title. It seems like a long time ago. Now a lot of football has been played since then. Um, so you'd probably fancy their chances. Like, and it's one of them ones. Like, and Finney mentioned it there. Can Galway get up to that level of intensity and aggression with Armagh, or will Dun- or will Galway's new style of kind of not flooding the defence but holding their positions will that frustrate Gal or frustrate our man take them away from their game plan I, I think both teams will be looking at this quarter final you know and really really fancying themselves when you when Galway will have looked at that patch Donegal had in the in the first half in the response to the Grugan goal mm. and anything that Armagh will see of Galway you know Galway beat a Roscommon team that lost to Clare they they'll fancy themselves definitely, and that's and that's the great thing about that. This is a, going to be a really really good game here. Mm. Um, I think Armagh, in terms of they've got it defensively. You know, you go you go you go back to Fanian's point there that they were doing this MMA or, or whatever kind of training it was, but there was the way they defended. There was, was all passion, all aggression, and they've married that now with the discipline and mm. kind of. Defensive smartness, and I think that's the big turning point. We've we know they had the footballers in terms of Rainer, Neil, Grugan, Campbell, and, and these lads. It was just they they were so naive at the back, so over the top at the back, um, and they're sound there now. They're smart, and you know that's going to be the big test when you've Shane Shane Walsh, you know you've Comer in there, Paul Conroy, Paul Conroy. How do how do they stop him? And it's going to be it's going to be a brilliant tie. Yeah, no, I think it's probably going to be probably the tie of the weekend or of the quarterfinals, I think. Mm. Um, and who else will be there? Will be Mayo. Uh, they course. got over the line again against Kildare. Uh, wasn't the greatest game in the world to watch. Um, it was kind of typical of mm. Mayo games. Um, turning point for me was, I think, Flynn going for goal. That would have put him up six points. Yeah. I think they were outscored then, one seventy three points. So it was typical Mayo... I I look at Mayo and I go, how many times can Lee Keegan? Because he seems to be the driving force. And look, he is unbelievable. And but did we learn anything new from Mayo? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
we said it last week. I suppose look, it's hard to analyze. Like, where do you even start? Or like, do, the do you know, like they're playing Kerry now on on, on Sunday week, and mm. they will not fear Kerry one no. bit. They'll go wherever they have to go, and they'll absolutely put it up to them, and they won't give a damn about Kerry. I'd say they were going home, waking up this morning, going sure the draw is the draw. We don't. We've been there down yeah. that road before. We don't care. You know, they're probably better off getting a Kerry or a Dublin because, you know. Just where they're at, like they're missing Ryan O'Donoghue, whatever, like they just really need to get that passion. Like on Saturday, they, the forwards weren't clicking, they weren't kicking scores, they were missing shot after shot after shot. It was, it was, it was just, how is this happening again? And then up the defence come up the pitch, Lee Keegan, you know, Paddy Durkin, they're coming up kicking scores. Like Keegan is, Keegan took that, his first point on at a point and I think the commentary said it it was at a point where they were struggling up front and he just takes the onus his man barely touches the ball I don't know how he does it pops up kicks it over the bar rallies the troops and then they start getting a bit of you know a bit of impetus so it's very hard to analyse them like is Ryan O'Donoghue going to be back the next day they need him back like they had Jason Doherty I thought Jack Kearney was poor uh, had a good catch and, and set up a point yeah. in the first half or set up the goal chance for Owen McLaughlin but other than that I didn't see anything there I think Orm is probably a better option. I didn't see Anthony in him now that's going to say, well, I'm going to carry this team over to semi-final, yeah. quarter-final to the, to the semi-final. But look, Mayo or Mayo, they'll be there and thereabouts. They won't fear Kerry. Did we learn Anthony new? No, nothing. Same crack over the last 10 years. Have they a chance of beating Kerry? Course, course. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose from sounds a, simple, but yeah. like it's hard, it's very hard yeah. to analyze. Like, Eamon might have more science to it, but uh, is there any science no, to it? <laughs> I, I don't think you can apply logic or science to the Mayo, uh, to the Mayo team over this last decade at this stage. You know, any team that scores two own goals in an All Ireland final, um, I think when you it's I don't know what what do you say and and I would disagree with you on the point where they have a chance against Kerry I I don't think they do I think Kerry you know will blow this Mayo team out of the water um inevitably that means that Mayo will beat Kerry <laughs> um but no I I just think the way they're setting up and the way Kerry are setting up but there's lens to Kerry and to Clifford and these lads and. It'll be actually be interesting, you know, when when you look at it. We talked about Keegan, and he's, you know, the, they're going to have to put a put him up in the museum, and in years to come, he's mm-hmm. just the brilliant player of the ages. Does he go on Clifford now? Does does he? Because who who else goes on him? Would you who would you put him on? Put him on, Finian. I suppose who can mark David Clifford? No one can keep him to. Scoreless, do you know what I mean? I I think that's, we need to forget that. He's going to kick two or three points. I suppose it's the effect he has on the other players around him and setting up the goal chances that he does. You know, when you think he's going to kick a score and then all of a sudden he slips a Shawnee Shea or This isn't about Kerry, no. This isn't about Kerry. Leave Kerry out of this. (laughs) We have to start bigging them up, you know, so someone can catch them. But uh, I I, I don't know him and to be honest, it's it's probably Keegan. Look, if, if, if they were playing Galway in the morning, they'd have Keegan on Shane Walsh. Um, yeah. it's, pro- it's probably Keegan I know it'll take away from him getting out the pitch but look Mayo will need something different are they going to go back to the like they had Porco Hora in the the league final are they going to look at the league final are they going to scrap it and say sure look that was then this is now or are they going to tighten up the defence you know get, maybe get a we, we've been then. saying this about Mayo Mayo have needed something different for yeah, how many years and they, and they haven't brought it and they're, they're just you can maybe applaud them for sticking to their principles or mm. you can say 
like are we are we going to learn here? Um, but I and, think- and maybe Horn's tied. Maybe his hands are tied by the fact that he's 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 only going with the hand he's dealt dealt with. Like, um, mm. but I, I like think we've been saying they only need to change it up. For I how think many before points? before they even look at Kerry, they have to look at themselves because for fifty odd minutes, Kildare were the better team. They they left Mayo have the kick out at times in the first half. And just got bodies back for straight him. They kicked a lot of seemed to be easy scores and in the end I actually think Kildare probably ran out of steam but they took the wrong options they had mm-hmm. a lot of bad wides in the second half that would have kicked them putting five, six, seven points up that's fuel to the fire for Mayo you go into the last 10-15 minutes and Mayo five, six, seven points they're not afraid of that that's when they throw the shackles off yeah. so like I think if Mayo were up against a team with better know-how like I think it was mentioned yesterday about Clare and the know-how they've developed over the last number of years. I think if they played a t- Mayo played a team with better know-how yesterday, and this isn't even a Dublin or a Kerry, they would have lost that game because, like we said, Daniel Flynn had a great run. The, um, Harrison had, or Hessian had the, the corner of the goal blocked off. Henley had the other section blocked off. Take your point, mm. reset, start again. Like, for me, Flynn is a, he's a rough diamond he has all the skills, pace and power, but he doesn't know what he's going to do with the ball. Yeah. And that was a time where you needed a bit of kind of game intelligence. Put that over the bar, six points, reset, frustrate them, get the bodies back there. Because things weren't going well for Mayo. And it was like that That just ignited Mayo. It was a big block. Yeah. And then, look, we, we know what happened after. But I just, like I tweeted after the game, like you said, Eamon, it'll probably come back to bite me. They can't keep relying on this and like a couple of Mayo fans are getting hot and bothered over it going, oh, does it just count if the forward score? But mm. my thing is, if Keegan does mark Clifford, he's as likely to concede three points as he is to score it. So yeah. you take Keegan scores out of it, you take on McLaughlin scores out of it because McLaughlin could be on a Stephen O'Brien who you're not going to have your own way going forward all the time. You're going to have to defend. So you're as likely to concede your two or three points. Same against the Dublin or even our man mm. where your forwards are attacking a lot. And I just think in the league final, the league final is the first time I ever seen Mayo what looked like down tools. No fight, no nothing. And it was because they didn't have the ball. And if that happens in two weeks' time, Keegan could be running around all he wants. If they don't have the ball, it's no good show. Mm. Yeah, they, they, they need something else. They will, they'll ha- they will. I suppose, look, Kerry are going to have Tyke Morley as the free man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Knocking around, covering off space, covering off the full back line. So obviously, Mayo are going to have a free man if they want yeah. to. Or are they going to go kamikaze and push everyone up or whatever it is and leave lads exposed? You don't know. But I suppose probably one of the better years that Mayo had over the last 10 was the year they had Kevin McLaughlin as a sweeper, mm. intelligent player, able to kick pass. Now, maybe too far gone in years to do that in Crow Park on Sunday week he's still in the panel he's one of their more intelligent players have they got someone that can sit back and play that role and tuck people back in, in beside him when when they need to to cover off the likes of Clifford and Paddy Clifford and you know make Kerry at least make Kerry think about it and, and shoot from angles that you know you know 70% shots 60% shots instead of getting in around that D and Clifford and, and, and Moyne and these guys just tapping over and Sean Shea tapping over freeze do you know what I mean so they've got to do something different I like they, they'd be very stupid if they don't they'll bring the energy they'll bring the support yeah. they'll bring the physicality they'll have no fear they'll have all that but you know 
they'll need something different. You know, they, they, Aidan O'Shea in, in, in on top of Jason Foley for 20 minutes. You know, people might yeah. say that's mad, but maybe look a couple of, you know, if Reno O'Neill was kicking the ball into Aidan O'Shea, it'd be decent. I would be lumping him in there for, for, for 20 minutes the next day, definitely. Yeah, and Eamon, I suppose I'm going to go back to Kildare and um, after the yeah. game, I think poor old Aaron O'Neill was getting a lot of abuse and it was a, do you know, it was a weekend, a goalie between Eaton Rafferty doing the business for our mad, Sean Patton having a, I wouldn't call it a meltdown, but I don't know what to call it with the kick out. Aaron O'Neill made a great save from McLaughlin in the first half, but kick outs cost Kildare so badly in that game. Mm-hmm. And like for me, it'd be one thing I'd be saying to Kerry, like going forward, the one team you don't want to go short against is Mayo. They're great tacklers, they're very intense. If you're going to lose the ball against Mayo, you want to lose it 70, 80 yards and go. So you can flood the defence and get bodies back there mm-hmm. to frustrate them. I just, I. For so, Kildare did so much right for 50 odd minutes I just thought they'd have a bit more cop there because it, it got him into trouble so often the kick outs and that's not always a goalie's fault it's obviously the players outside the field as well uh, yeah yeah. but like when when you look at Mayo over this last how many years they've been the best team at pressing the kick out mm. and probably you know up there with the terms of the best team at pressing pressing high you know yeah. getting the tackle up high in the field and then f- f- filtering back. Um, so if you're putting, you know, a keeper and he, he's, he's got to be slick and he's, he's got to be smart that he's coming up against this press. And if he does get the ball away, you know, you've, as you said, smart tacklers, they create traps and they're, they're very, very good at ma- making that, that press. So probably was the wrong call with Kildare, but they made a call, you know, and, and, that's they they live and die by that, and it was turned out to be t- turned out to be the wrong one. Yeah, a big disappointment too is Kevin Feely, who was midfielder. Yeah. I I like watching him. I think he's a super player. As man of match weekend, it's just a pity that Kildare aren't kicking on because you'd like to see him competing on a more regular basis mm. against a bigger opposition because he seems to have everything in his locker as well. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a serious player, and like you, you spoke about Flynn, Flynn can do anything. He can score one ten, or he can. Yeah. Miss four from play, or he could break the goalposts. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? You just don't know what you're getting. He's all action, and and maybe that frustrates. I I saw Glenn Ryan getting a bit frustrated with him at times. You know, particularly with the goal chance, there was a slip, or maybe there was another bit in him. He'd have bulled Hessian out of the way if he got closer to him. You know, um. So frustrating for Kildare because they were there. They were a couple of more bits of composure. Uh, like Jesus, you can't blame the goalie. Like like let. That the goalie without sin cast the first stone. No goalie, yeah. every goalie has had a meltdown in the country. Even Cluxton had a couple of meltdowns. So, like, blaming Aaron O'Neill is, is pure nonsense. You look at Pat and Galway have had 10 goalies over the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, like, a go- it's a lonely place. And obviously, we look at kickouts now or whatever it is, but shit happens. Like, that's that, it, particularly in goalies. Goalies make mistakes all the time. Well, every footballer makes mistakes, but goalies have problems with kickouts. You know, Big Durkin kicked the ball mm. out to Donny in an All Ireland final. Do you know, one of the best goalies ever. Do you mm. know what I mean? Look, th- these things happen. That wasn't the winning and the losing, I no. don't think, for Kildare. They had enough chances. Um, just Mayo, when you're playing against a Mayo, if they were playing against anyone else, a less resilient, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> team that haven't worn the road as much as Mayo, they they probably would have won, you know. But uh, look, they'll learn a lot from it. I think, I think they, 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 have a, they have a reason to be optimistic going into next year oh they will yeah like I think they are making progress they're getting there and like in fairness their reaction to the heavy beating they got from Dublin was mm. good and they're like we said for 50 odd minutes and the goal or the goal Mullins goal 
tended to really turn the tide and it actually reminded me a small bit of uh, Roscommon's goal in the league he was surrounded by three defenders and they left a line going straight for goal yeah. I, I couldn't understand either. he's gone here now he's bottled up he was sold around next thing he turned around and it was just wide open and obviously Porigahora had come on fresh legs all energy made a good run quick one too and a great finish uh, Eamon but Mullins didn't have it all his own way defensively. He was lucky he didn't give away a penalty. Um, I thought it was a penalty, to be honest. I thought it was a poor call from the referee. Um, so a bit of poor defending there from Kildare, catching him again. Yeah, when you, when you talk about defending, I think we, we had Barry Cal on, on last week and mm. he gave a great term. You know, it's like we can all bring defensive intensity, but it's, you know, to be smart, defensive awareness. Um and I find this a lot with teams where you, you, you throw them into a square, like a 2v2 or 3v2 and in a square in possession and they just batter the heads of each other. Mm. And you, you talk about Oshin Mullins' goal and the smarts behind that there. Like you, That seemed to me like the square training. Throw them in the square, let them fire away. There's, there's no positional awareness. There's mm. no spatial awareness here. It's just contact, contact, contact. And there's, just, there's no wild decision-making. Yeah. And, you know, teams have got to, if you're going to defend, you're, you've got to be aware of space, you've got to be aware of men, you've got to be aware of ball. And it's, that, that's how teams, teams should, should train in terms, of, in terms of defending. Yeah, no, you're actually right. And it was a case of we'll all make contact here, but nobody knew where mm-hmm. the goal was. And that was the one area they left open. But look, I suppose look, the story of it is Mayo do what Mayo do best. And they come back from the dead when it, it didn't seem possible and they're they're into the next round and look, they're playing Kerry and like you said, Finian, they're not going to fear Kerry. Do you know what? In fairness to them, they have a great mentality. They won't fear anyone. It'll be interesting. I don't think they'll come with something different but who knows? They might mm. They might finally go away from... Well, the, I suppose the big thing could be a selection. Mm. You just wouldn't know. They could select someone from left field altogether. Do you know, if Fergal Bowling came on, like he had form, he'd kick seven points in a league match mm. the week before. Just shows the, hi- the highlights. Playing a bit of club football yeah. as well can do for yeah, a fellow. Yeah, and he kicked two fantastic yeah, two scores. scores. So is he in the mix to start now? Pro- probably is. But like, will they go back to Orm? Instead of Kearney, is Ryan O'Donoghue going to be fit? Have they not, like, I suppose I was watching their minor team uh, closely over the last while playing Galway and they've, mm. the Hurley brothers come and who look serious. Mm. Now, a bit soon for them, but are they going to unearth this forward that's going to really, like they have Tommy Conroy, he's laid up, Ryan O'Donoghue, and they probably need one or two more that can, can fill the voice when these boys are injured as well. So have they something in their locker there, you know, like they've played... They've played Aidan O'Shea at full back. They've they've done mad things at mad times, is what I'm saying. And is this a time for another Mayo Mayo madness? Uh, <laughs> maybe it is madness or masterclass. We'll or ma- we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wait and yeah. see. But uh, in Crow Park as well, the weekend you had Clare and Ross Common, and it was brilliant for Clare, brilliant for Colum Collins, and the scenes at the end were unreal. But Ross Common will come away absolutely kicking themselves at Eamon. and I think it was another game we where they just, they didn't bring any intensity. I know they, they play well in spells, but they played very poorly in spells. Um, I think Anthony Cunningham will be extremely disappointed. Yeah, you'll be sick if you're a Russ Common. Like, mm-hmm. that'll be a tough one to take for them um, for, for this few days and for the week ahead, for the weeks ahead in terms of, you know, they, they should be looking at a quarter final. Um, but just, just on the game, it, it was such a 
great display of attacking football. Mm-hmm. You can maybe question at times the defending and the lack of defending maybe is the better word. But, you know, the point taking, the skills on display and especially Claire's last last score, how they worked it out, it just it was nearly like Dublin. Mm. They didn't rush it. They they knew they had time on, on on their side. They just wanted to make sure of the right choice, get the right man the ball and, you know, get the ball over the bar. And it was it was as well a work score as you'll as you'll see for, for this summer, for this championship. And, you know, that's down a good coaching. You know, yeah. we're all talking about Colin, Colin Collins and he's got serious plaudits and all deserved, but it has to be called out that Claire looked from an offensive point of view anyway, looked really well coached. Yeah, I think it was said last night that thirteen shots in the first half, they got eleven scores out mm-hmm. of it. And like that was the same for both teams to be fair. The kicking in the first half was outstanding and uh Kyle O'Connor midfield for Clare, like he he's a brilliant player. Yeah. He he glides around the place and he might look like he's the most uh gracious kicker but he kicked a couple of good scores as well yeah he's around for a while as yeah. well he was you know they were a great partnership himself and Gary Brennan and Gary seemed to get most of the, he the did, headlines yeah. but the two of them together like they were as good as any midfield partnership yeah, around yeah and Crow Park suits him because mm. he's quite big he's he's he's, he's tall rangy. and rangy he can get forward and kick beautiful scores but like Keelan Sexton's free in the second half like was, was unbelievable uh, score as you'll see in Crow Park it was Brian Sheehan distance mm. and Brian Sheehan's distance over the bar as well it was you know some of the score taken they're, they're they're really well coached they're like they keep the ball they hand pass it like their hand passing is slick you know they're not ones to, to play the percentages they're a possession based team if they have it they'll work it forward and, and they'll get a shot off do you know what I mean they won't be kicking anything you know, they're not in the RMAV 50-50 no. kind of, you know, they're really well coached. And I, look, I think they'll give Derry plenty of it because they're they're on a roll. You know, there's some really f- good footballers there. As I said, Sexton is as good. Like his goal in the first half as well was just take t- t- ignorance. Uh, I'm I'm getting through here. It doesn't matter who's there. You pass know? from Russell as well for that. Like it seemed like nothing was on. It was a beautiful little dink pass across and right, a bit of a scruffy finish, but goal of the goal like, but yeah. it was a good move and like with the energy of Podge Collins around the place then you're you're bringing in Cleary he's a lovely footballer Tuberty six and yeah. like I'm only naming four of them there like, but that's four forwards that you really have to watch like yeah. Yeah. Um, I know um, Podge mightn't get too many scores he kicked a lovely one outside the right but his energy around the place mm. and like you said about the slick hand passing it's not slick hand passing and standing they're just they run everywhere yeah, and they've great energy coming from their backs as well to add into the attack game. And, and just sorry, just on yeah. that turn, uh, Eamon will remember 2011. Um, Kevin Cassidy's point against Kildare at the end in the rain, mm. like Malone's point was like that. Yeah. It was, you know, I know it was a short day and not a big crowd. And let's go back to the crowd. Imagine that that was a, a fuller stadium. The buzz would have been unbelievable. And I remember that game, been at that game, uh, Kildare and Donegal, and the atmosphere was unreal. Okay. The lights were on. Um, but it was like that, and it was just a brilliant finish. It was a, it was a epic game. It was just yeah. it was really really good, and I suppose it goes back to two similar teams going at it for a, a massive prize, you know. Yeah, I mean that kind of brings up the argument about Crow Park because I know Cullum Collins said after that they wanted to go to Crow Park because obviously yeah it suits their style of play and mm. players want to play in Crow, but it looks awful. It just looks it, awful. It looks and awful, and it's it's an awful in terms of an atmosphere now. There's two sides to the argument. There's mm-hmm. a side that a few years ago, I'm nearly sure there was an argument put forward where the players from 
lesser and I put down inverted commas commas lesser counties don't get their day out. So yeah. open open Crow Park to maybe the qualifier games to the quarterfinals. Um and the teams are gonna to want to play in Crow Park in terms of getting that experience for the big days. But you also have to look at it as a marketing tool. Like people talk about the county game as a marketing tool. Mm. A young fella at that game, he's just gonna be really, really empty stadium. You know, you can hear an echo or whatever, fifteen thousand people. You compare to that atmosphere and a game like that there where score for score, that Claire coming down the the home straight penalty for that point and everybody on the top of each other, the noise and you know, that that young fella or young girl that goes away from that game, that that stays with them. Mm, you know, yeah. an empty crow park, not so much. And that's that's what they do. For me, I'd be siding more so on the marketing. Like I know I get the players argument, I get the big days. You know, the teams want their big day in Crow Park, mm. but it's all to do with the next generation, with, with the county game. Like, how do we get that young fella, for me, young girl, playing for Donegal? You know, how do we inspire that? And, you know, atmosphere that they say, right, I want to be part of this atmosphere. I want to be out in the field, people shouting my name, people shouting, you know, Claire, come on, Claire, come on, Russ Common. And an empty Crow, Crow Park just doesn't give get, give that. Yeah, and Claire, like just going back to the actual game, to score one three in the last six minutes of play, do you know, like Ross Common obviously took their eye off the ball, but Claire's ability to just keep going. And the first score back was actually Cleary won a free mm. out by the sideline. Just dilly dallying on the ball, I suppose, Ross Common. But he's one of your your playmakers, your I suppose football. He's working and grafting, he's not giving up. And it gets brought in for Descent or whatever it was, tap over free, and like you were saying, the name and about the atmosphere. Imagine the buzz the next play. Then mm. there's a penalty. Yeah, he sticks mm-hmm. the penalty straight after that. There's a free, like you said, massive distance out, sailing over the bar. And obviously, look, Jamie Malone's score was unreal. And one side you would say, imagine if that was in a small, compact ground, the atmosphere, everything would explode. But then I suppose he can go away going well. I kicked the winner in the 74th minute in Crow Park. So it is a tough one. So I like it is one. I'd prefer it in the smaller grounds, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. And I really do believe that this Clare team can give Derry a fright. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got over line. Yeah. Um, and like that, we've been saying it for it's a while. Big call, like, Darren. That's a big call. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I like yourself. I get off the fence. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to, to Eamon's point about I suppose the crowd just uh, and, and, and kids at the game you, you know a, a young lad or a young girl at the game there the last day would be asking their parents you know why isn't the stand full or why is it so empty and the parents have to say well it's only it's yeah. only round four qualifier yeah. go to a full stadium in a smaller ground what happens if we win this yeah we go to Crow Park that's 100% <laughs> we that's, go to the Coliseum you know yeah. if we can win here in, the, in, in this we get to Crow Park on quarter final day and that's the incentive look we don't all deserve I played a handful of times in Crow Park in 13 or 14 years and like you know when you get there it's it's everyone's not going to play in Crow Park that's just the way it is you know mm. like that's just the way the, the structures are but uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's easy for us to say if any and we, we've had our days in Crow Park like we've we've been up had. the road <laughs> and to, to someone that you know isn't ha- doesn't get many days in Crow Park. Mm. It's 
You no, know, you can make a strong argument for them is. to say, you know. I always look at it, remember, uh, like even the FA Cup, they started bringing more games to Wembley and it kind of diluted mm. it. And they used to be playing quarterfinals in Villa Park and places and the atmosphere was unreal. It was only the semi-final and final. And like realistically, the last couple of years, even semi-finals, if you don't get two heavyweights against each other, it's very rarely full. But look, everyone deserves their chance. You think to get to Crow Park and that's obviously the, the great thing about the Talton Cup now coming up as well that they'll be semi-finals on in Crow Park. But there was one other game as well the weekend. Um, Cork and Limerick. Um, Cork are just are dogging it out in fairness. Uh, I'll start with Limerick and the job Billy Lee's done there. Look, we're, they'll go away disappointed to have lost the game. I think the black card cost them. Um, but it's been a great year for them and it's a, a testament to the work that's been done there by Billy Lee and all the management team. So as they'll be disappointed but great progress made again this year and they'll be looking to kick it on again next year hopefully in Division 2 and hopefully cementing their place there to drive on another bit of Finian. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely it's been a huge success uh, considering where the hurlers are it's it you know they're a credit really mm. what they're what they're doing they've 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 unearthed a few few really good footballers you know Nash like really like fit able for all mm. seasons kind of you know and, and, and they'll give teams plenty it'll be great to see Division 2 like Dublin possibly going to Gaelic grounds you know mm. in, the, in the winter time or in in the spring the, the spring time yeah. uh, in the rain you know maybe under lights it'd be it'd be, it'd be brilliant for Limerick um, and, and, and as a county and as a, fo- a football and county they get you know they gave everything they had this year they've really come on they were you know not too far away from a quarter final um like they won't be clear on penalties and stuff. They've had a great year. They can look back, look back and be really, really proud. You know, so they're they're the type of team that could cause a lot of trouble in in division two in division two next year. That'll be his big big ambition is to stay there and and consolidate. You've got Dublin and Kildare as well. So to get around mid table next year uh, in the league would be great, and and to push on and have another cut at the the Munster Championship if 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 it's still around. Yeah. Well, well look, what do you mean still around? There's three Munster Championship teams in the last eight now so hold your horses there now yeah. but uh, new Ulster <laughs> Eamon speaking of Cork look um, they're still getting a lot of uh, stick and abuse but they're beating what's been put in front of them I think they're improving every day I think the game against Kerry was the start of it where they just showed a bit of fight they've showed a bit of intensity they've Potter playing the sweeper role probably as well as anybody yeah. is playing it at the moment and he's so tenacious and he comes out with pace and look, they have lads up front. Hurley, Sherlock, uh, O'Mahony got a f- super goal yesterday. Sherlock, eight points. So they have a couple of forwards up there who will cause them trouble. John O'Rourke has been around a while. Great energy, kicked a couple of good scores mm-hmm. as well. So look, they're a good bit off the top, top table, but they're getting games. They're in the last eight. They have to be given a bit of credit because I think it's a bit unfair that it's all negative, nev- negative against Cork. Um, they're still there. They're still standing and whoever's been putting their weight, they've got over the line. So credit yeah. has to be given to them. And and that's the thing, you know, they, they might have got a handy handy draw for it. And, but the, the way it is, there, there probably was no handy draw. They, they've earned the right to be in the quarterfinal. That, that, that's what I would say. Um, and they'll build on it. You know, mm. that that was the the starting point was that, that bit of fight they showed against Kerry because... You know, we we would have talked about them coming up to things just weren't going well, and there's a lot of negativity. And even listening to a bit of the pre-match build-up from people within within the county, there just mm. seemed to be ah, sure. Listen, 
they're just not good enough and and that, and that's it and you know that that's disappointing they were a game away from you know the would have been expected to beat Limerick a game away from the quarter final so things probably should have been a bit more positive and you know they they're not going to beat Dublin they'll probably get tanked by Dublin but it's just about keeping the head up and keep, keep keeping at it and as we said we talked about it before like it's just keep holding the baton for the for the next generation to come through which from the outside looking in there there's plenty plenty of talent there yeah and like up. you said it is we spoke it's games the more games you play the better they'll improve and you're on about the young talent come through look there wasn't a great crowd at the game but it was actually nice and I'm not big into the pitch invasions after but um, it was actually nice to see the Cork crowd coming onto the pitch mm. to congratulate him and the kids getting pictures mm. with the lads as well so look there's always positives and the more games that are there the more lads that can go watching them and the more young kids you can inspire and look they're in a quarter final uh, Paul Walsh got about 90 seconds of football saw the red mist what just <laughs> He could have cost him like it was just oh, it's just so stupid. It was right, the thing of nothing, but it was right in front of the ref. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, yeah. Look, he was pumped and coming coming on, and he was he was ready to roll and make an impression or whatever. Is now he made a serious a impression. great impression. One of the moments of the year, I think, uh, to be on for about a minute and a half, and then getting the getting not not a red but two yellows in two that yellows. time was. Uh, I didn't right. think it was possible. It's impressive. It's impressive. You know, uh, I think you're right on. Um, I think John O'Rourke makes the team. Connects the team. He's got that bit of experience big as well. Time. He's, he 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 was missing for a while, I think, during mm. the year. He's a he's a big player because he's up and down. He's kind of like Rugen. He's he's a very good footballer, intelligent, can take a score, and he kind of connects the whole thing together. They do have a good inside line, but they need someone out there kind of bringing the whole from back to front, yeah. as, as it were. You know, so um, he he's a big player. Eamon's probably right. That, you know, the Dubs are going to dismantle them. I would say, but uh, but look, they're. We can't change now. All of a sudden, we we were a couple of weeks back here talking about five year projects, and now we're you know yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and go Jesus Cork. You know, are they going to get tanked by Dublin? If they do, they do. They're on a different trajectory. They need to keep the foundation. Make sure no one gets negative on mm-hmm. the project just because they lose to Dublin or whatever it is. They need to stick to their guns. Go out next year, start building a bit more, uh, getting more young guys in, and 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 keep into that keeping to their targets and not get just over oh, in a quarter final now we need to be in a semi-final next year or win Munster you know they need to relax and, and, and enjoy this year and then and, and, and go to the next step the next step the next step well, that's exactly it's about well you're not going to enjoy the Dublin game but it doesn't go too well but it is about building on what they've done the last couple of games and like you said trying to take the positives away from it hmm. uh, and we're on about the forwards there like Hurley Hurley's been doing this for a long time he's still doing the business in there he's Bull strong, very hard to stop. Sherlock has really impressed me this year. And young O'Mahony, his goal yesterday was brilliant. Won a ball out in front, turn, and from the first moment, mm-hmm. he just wanted to take on his man and the finish. Me personally, I would have just lashed it across, but such a cool can finish on the keeper's near side while holding off the defender. Shows a bit of quality that, you know, you can be optimistic for the future for Cork. And look, like we said, there it's not an overnight thing, but once they progress a small bit next year, maybe try and avoid a bad beating against Dublin. Sure, look, it's all to... It's they're all they're not going to avoid a bad... They're going to get beat well by, by Dublin, yeah, but it's... You're as cranky you know, this morning. Will you give him a break? <laughs> 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 yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to get a hockey in his right. He, he's right in fairness on that one, but uh, it's just as they don't get too negative. But what would you do with, like... You'd hate to mark Brian Hurley. He's a, oh, he a, a cruciate killer, as we used to call them. You know, like your knees would be turned inside out because he's so small, he's quick, and he seems a bit 
bullish and he oh, doesn't he care you know uh, yeah that'd be a nightmare hour for anyone or hour and a half he won't <laughs> care about bulling through your flake and yeah or yeah, yeah. You a bit and of he might kick either. one from the sideline yeah. just to really annoy you you know you just yeah yeah well we're actually look we're, I suppose we're coming to the exciting time of the season where there's a couple of great games to look forward to now um, we talked about it earlier about Kerry and Mayo what will Mayo bring to the table Kerry haven't really played a whole pile Mayo coming in momentum probably a funny word to say look but they've after they've games under their belt they've won them Armand Galway Armand buzzing Galway big Connacht title Clare and Derry I genuinely, I, I I know you're probably both looking at me, but I just think Derry have gone into every game, not a bit of chip on their shoulder, you know, pumped up to the last. Now they're being hyped up a bit. They're mm-hmm. going in playing a team that now everyone's expecting them to beat. Will they underestimate Clare? Not purposely, but going into thinking, oh, we, we're better than Clare, we should beat Clare. I think it's a very dangerous game for them. Dangerous is the word, that's the exact word I'd be using too, Darren, because human nature being what it is, they, they'll have looked at that draw, Dublin and Kerry on one side, and they'll mm. have looked at that draw, and there's a part of them thinking, right, we're going, going to get over Clare here, and whoever comes out of the other game, we'll have a good chance against them. So mm. we could pass. They're thinking, a small part of them is thinking All-Ireland final here, and that's a dangerous, dangerous spot against as we were talking about, a well-coached Clare team. And they've, they've, they've just got to be on it. They've got to be on it from... I'd like to think there's enough experience about that dairy dressing room. And, you know, R- Rory will have the have the lads queued in. But it's just about... It's natural to, to think that, to project ahead. But it's it's how you let that grow now in the, next, in the next week and how that affects your training, how it affects your preparation. Yeah. Um, but the, it's a dangerous, dangerous tie for them. Yeah, no, but look, it's exciting now and hopefully now, a little later on, they'll tell us where it's gone. I tweeted there that they should put a double, a double header. Um, Kerry and Mayo, Dublin and Cork down in Parky Cueve. Oh, Jesus. 45. Would it be nice, Andy? Oh, we're up the road from it. <laughs> but 45,000, maybe not to Kerry Mayo. I think Mayo fans weren't happy with the price of diesel they were giving out to me about travelling, but sure, it's just as bad to Dublin. But I was there going in my own head going, imagine, lovely stadium, pitch is brilliant, 45,000 full. You'd sell it out. I just think the atmosphere would be unreal. But we all know it'll be in Crow Park and it'll be maybe half, three quarters full. But in other news, um, Mead and Andy McEntee um, left his job, got a lot of abuse. Culmer Rook um, ruled himself out uh, the weekend. I think he more or less said that even someone as stupid as him can get the hint after going for three times and been turned down. But... Do you know, you'd be following stuff on Twitter and people commenting, this fella should take it, that fella should take it. And like you'd see the abuse directed at fellas. Most of it's grown men, adults that do be doing the abuse. You'd be looking, I, I, I found myself looking at comments a lot lately and you're looking and you look at the profile picture and it's either something stupid or some fella sitting on his couch. Uh, the abuse is just beyond belief. But I don't think these people understand what actually goes into, never mind playing, but managing a county team you're putting your life, your career, your family, mm. everything on hold. 
and no thanks at all for it. It's just dog's abuse. That's just the nature of the Irish, yeah. <laughs> the Irish mentality. We'd abuse. That's just the way it is. You know, we're, we're thick about everything. And that's, <laughs> um, yeah, look, Andy McIntyre was there for, I think, six years. Mm. You know, it's, an, it's, it's plenty time. I expected him to go as yeah. well, you know. So I don't think he can have too many qualms about leaving. I'd say he'd be happy enough to, you know, he's given it everything. He's brought them as far as he could, um, you know, like have they improved the problem staying too long is that you can regress a bit and then yeah. you're into a whole other minefield of trying to rebuild again where they should he should be leaving a a pretty stable structure behind and someone else coming on and being able to feed that information on that's the ideal world but then you've got county boards you've got people within the county you know knifing each other in the back saying ah he's shy yeah. or whatever and we're, we'll do a better job and they'll come in and rip up the script that was six, took six years to build and that's gone out the window and stuff like that so look he, I don't think he'll have too many complaints he you know they had a poor year they had a very poor year you know obviously me they're a big traditional county they're in a are they in a rebuilding mode? I, I I don't know, but they need to find some really good young players to to lift them um, and 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 get the interest back in mead football again. You know they can't be looking at Sean Boylan forevermore coming back in as an advisor or something like that. So who's there in the county to take it? Is there? I know there was issues with Bernard Flynn uh, last year. Is he interested in getting involved? You know, there's other like mead legends, Trevor Giles. Like, is there? Are, are they going to go into that bracket? But that's my thing, there. Uh, like, you know, we we sitting here all day and we throw out fellas' names. I don't know what these fellas do for a living. Like most fellas, with the jobs they have, they just <laughs> don't have the time for it, or they have a family like like that. Aim and I, I, I could throw. She's aiming an outsider. Maybe you could go down for a job, but you've work and you've kids and like fellas would love to get involved. And you're thinking for the time and the it's, abuse. It's the just. Kind of the, County management is unsustainable. Mm. Now, listen, oh. it might peter out with this split season and level itself out. But before this, it was unsustainable. Um, and and I, I actually made a point where there was a lot of people, you know, you had an administration person and most counties were getting paid. You were having, you know, a commercial officer were getting paid. And I was actually made a point a few years ago where it was coming to a stage where the county manager will inevitably have to park their job yeah. Maybe take a career break if you're lucky enough able to do that, yeah. or sign a three-year contract, two-year contract, and actually get paid by. It. Because if if I good example here, county asked me on board last year or the, the last year for for this year to come on, you know, do a wee bit of coaching with them, and you know, I would have loved to do it, but as soon as I sat down with my partner, she says because she remembers what it was like as a player, and I've explained to her that selector management is nearly double as much commitment and my mm. partner Joanne says not a hope <laughs> three young kids here there's no way you're going near it yet and and that's the reality there's so many people you know we're tr- you said Darren we're throwing out names and there's so many people will say oh he'll take this job he'll take that job and they just might not be in a in a situation mm. where they can they can take it and people shouting for change need to know this that yeah we we can have a long list of the best, most qualified men in the world, but the county ma- county management, it's you know, you can nearly rule sixty, seventy percent of them straight away purely because their professional and personal uh, scenarios don't don't suit it. Yeah, it is. It actually it shouldn't deny me as much, but it actually does the same with the club scene. Like the time and commitment. If you're training at seven o'clock, most of them are there early. Yeah, you know, you're setting stuff up. You're dealing with players ringing you when they're not on. This is only club scene as well. Like and. Don't know if you have a young family or family and work as well. Like, and 
for all the abuse and the thanks you get at like sort of we're all armchair experts at times, but uh, I just thought the abuse for Andy McEntee, a man who I wouldn't know him personally, but I know a few fellas and they, they just said, like, top, top man, like, and, you know, it's just sad to see that all these know-it-alls who are sitting but, here at a high stool talking. I'm, go- I'm going to say some like, you're entitled to criticise, I think, you're entitled yeah. to criticise, yeah. but how you go about that, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's how you... Word that, and if you're yeah. respectful, listen. We, we can't have a situation where we're all happy to take the pats on the back yeah. and be, oh, he's a great lad. Him, he's given up his life and he's sacrificing so much. And you know, if you can't just have it one way, you have to take the criticism. Uh, you have to take the criticism. Yeah. Like it's time to go, or whatever. But you you keep it to what it is yeah. and don't yeah. make it personal. And like some people, I think have a bit of a personal vendetta in it, but. Like this is another conversation we could have. For, well, me, they aren't where you know, they should be, or no. where they from an insider. But that's not a manager's. No, no. But if you're a me either. person, like, and yeah. you're any way negative or whatever, you're going to get at the manager because you think me should be where they were yeah. in '96 <laughs> and '99 and this, that, and the other. And that game has changed big time. And Dublin have obviously eaten Leinster yeah. to shreds. You know, they've tore to shreds. And as a Mead young footballer coming in and say, okay, what are my goals here? And I'm giving up everything, as you just said, yeah. giving up everything to go in and get mauled by Dublin again and again and again. So structures change, things change, but uh, who goes in there now? God knows. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today's show, but we'll be back next week talking about all the upcoming action in the Taltian Cup. A big thanks to my two guests today, Finian for joining me in studio and Eamon for joining us remotely. Uh, we'll see you all next week. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock embrace. Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Kieran McCall, it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to <laughs> pretend that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.